bright and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Echoes of Glory. I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. And joining us today is former Tottenham star, Mr Paul Miller. Hi. Great to have you with us, Paul. Let's go straight in because we've got an action-packed agenda today. So I wanted to start with what your football career or your football journey was. So where did, where did it all begin? Before Tottenham, before you were a pro, was it always an aspiration for you to go on and play professionally or did it just sort of happen for you? No, um, I'm an East End boy, um, Whitechapel Hospital. Mm. Um, really, where I was born and brought up, it was two ways out: sport or crime. Mm. And luckily, I, I picked the right one. Yeah. Um, I, I played for a, a boys' club called Semreb. Oh when yeah. I was Ten yeah. years old, which had a affili- big affiliation to Chelsea, so mm. I went to their academy, as you call it now. When I was there, I, I spent sort of. Sort of uh, Three, two and a half, three years there. Mm. It was only when they started selling players that I realised they, they were going to be short of money next few years, so mm. I didn't fancy it. Plus, everyone else was starting knocking on the door now. Mm. Uh, East London player, uh, East London, a very strong district. Um, and obviously, I was starting to be recognised. Yeah. Uh, that period over that next year, I went to about 10 clubs. At one stage, I was training with four different clubs in London on wow. a different night <laughs> um, Palace, West Ham, Arsenal, and Tottenham. Yeah, unfortunately, then I, I was introduced to Bobby Moore who, who, through a family friend, and uh, Bobby being one of my heroes, I love Bobby Moore. Yeah, he said to me that if I were you, I'd, there's only two clubs in London who matter, which is Tottenham Arsenal, have got any money and have got proper facilities. So you can always go to a, a West Ham or a, you know, Chelsea, then yeah. as they were afterwards. Palace. He said um, I would sign for them, and I I really like Bill Nicholson. I've got I've gone there. I like the players. I like Ron Emery schoolboys so I felt mm. comfortable there in yeah. the facilities and uh, I, I signed schoolboy forms for Spurs and uh, it was something I never regretted yeah. and, and it was just still being good stead. Yeah and what was that like when you signed for Spurs because it was, it was in the days of having an apprentice that was how you joined what, what was that experience like because it's not something that's in football anymore. You sign schoolboy forms first then you leave school I left school quite early I was asked to leave school rather than, <laughs> rather than left um, not expelled but just asked <laughs> I mean, my school, my school was football and fighting, which obviously I quite liked. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I left. I left quite early, um, and uh, I, I, I signed apprentice, but I'd already been sort of full time for six mm. months because I I didn't go to school a lot. Yeah. Just went to school, played football, and came came out. And I went to school one day a week. Yeah. Uh, last wow. six months uh, wouldn't happen now, of course. Yeah. Um, you signed. So when I signed apprentice. Interesting, I had three fights in the first week. Um, <laughs> There's a bit of a theme here already. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was just because it was a lot of publicity about me signing and obviously some of the younger pros, uh, you know, there's a lot of... When you, when, you, when you sign for a club, it's a bit like going to a new school. Yeah. You, you know, you, you've, got to, you've got to make your mark and there's a lot of uh, jousting going on. Yeah. A lot of uh, testosterone and, you know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's powerful. Yeah. And uh, I, knew, I knew a lot of the guys, but I didn't know all of them. Yeah. And so it was interesting, and uh, I think, pardon the pun, I at my Spurs the first month or so, and, and playing as well. So you know, going out for a drink with them, yeah. um, which was in those days. So I, I quickly settled in. Really, yeah. I'm a Londoner, so there was lots of Londoners there, and even in the first team, you know, Perryman, Pratt, Naylor, were senior, senior people. Mm, yeah. 
London people, yeah, mm. with big voices, yeah, loud voices, loudest in dressing room. So John Pratt, yeah, particularly yeah. I would have thought, yeah. For me, it was so I was I was quickly sort of um, hustled in. Yeah, <clears throat> that sounds amazing. And then breaking into the first team, what was that like? Not like making your debut. Can you remember much of it? Well, there was there was a there's <clears throat> quite a lot happened before that prior mm. because. Um, you know, I signed for a club that, uh, that had Bill Nick, then we had Terry Neal, mm. then we had Keith Birkinshaw. We've had one manager for 16 years and we had three in like two mm. years. Mm. I think, what's happening here? And then we get relegated. Mm. So, start thinking about Bobby's advice, thinking, well, you know, is this the right club I've signed mm. for? Um, I was knocking on Keith's door uh, a lot in the second division. Um, and he said to me, uh, look, uh, you know, what? Well, he said to me, no, he kept telling me, no, no, no. Mm. Every Friday I knocked on his door. I was a nuisance. <laughs> and then what happened, Steve Perriman said to me, look, why don't you get away for the summer? I said, I'm going to. I said, I spoke to a couple of pals of mine, like particularly like Alan Brazil, people like that. I said, I want to go to America. Yeah. And in America, in those days, the football, they were getting a lot of kids to do all the running for the, for the retired yeah. pr- players, like Bobby Moore and Beckenbauer mm. and Pele and, and, and et cetera, yeah, the greats. And so he said, well, America would be a great time if you'd have a party, but will it do you any good on your football site? Have you thought about going to Norway or Sweden? I said, well, to be honest, I didn't even know they played in the summer. Yeah. I wouldn't know, would I? Then. Yeah. So I said, well, yeah. So we had a good, Steve had a great contact called Lars Uglund, who uh, was on the FA committee of Uglund Shipping. And basically, I went over there in, um, in, in the end of March, sort of a weekend, to have a look at things. Uh, I've never seen so much snow in my life. <laughs> played, in a, played in a sort of trial game, then look at me, me to look at them. This team called Shy had just got promotion to the first division. And uh, uh, we agreed terms and everything else. Uh, unbelievable off deal for me actually. Yeah. And um, twice the wages I was on at Spurs. Wow. Well, Steve said I asked everything double because it's t- twice expenses here. Yeah. <laughs> mm. did, so I had a house and a car and money and uh, came back, saw Keith. I was only going on loan, remember? Yeah. The first thing he said to me, he said, uh, just remember you won't get anything like this sort of money when you come back to mm-hmm. Keith, you know, Dower, the auction. <laughs> Uh, but went there, finished third, uh, voted the European Player of the Year, uh, went really well for me, mm. and came back. Before I came back, we signed the Argentinians, mm. which changed our club. 78. Took us to another mm. planet. Um, and I know when I came back in uh, end of September, mm. I saw the change in the club. You know, from, from a Friday where we'd have half a dozen press there, or suddenly had 60. Oh, you know, wow. The training ground. Yeah. Um, Ozzy and Ricky completely changed their club. <coughs> and the wages, I'm pleased to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and Glenn now by now had got in. He was the first to get in, really. Mm. Um, we weren't a particularly good side that had come up. Um, we did well to finish mid-table, to be honest. But then, so we again, knock on Keith's door for the next three or four months. But sort of two results changed things. We lost seven 0 at Liverpool. Um, bad loss. Could have been twelve that. actually. Yeah. What's the what's the mood? Sorry, what's the mood like when the, you when you suffer a massive defeat? Like, is everyone down well, for I the whole really, week? I don't really know. I wasn't playing. That's yeah. the thing. You see, we we were playing reserves, and this reserves is all conquering at the time. Mm. You know, we'd, we'd you know the, uh, the previous year, we'd won thirty four games on the chop mm. from the start yeah. of the season because we had you know what you had, you had half a dozen who were going to eventually go into the team, and five five or six who weren't playing the team. They played in reserves in those mm. days. I said, well, you didn't play. You played in reserves. Now football combination. Yeah, football combination yeah. was a great level great level when you're playing against top players every yeah. week so um, we were quite pleased because obviously we think we want to get in um, yeah. and then we lost 5-0 at home to Arsenal on Boxing Day <sighs> uh, I was with Chippy Brady last week over in Le Mans on a golf trip <laughs> and, uh, uh, and he knew he knew what, if someone said to him he wind, a wind up said how was Maxi in that game and Chippy said no he didn't play he said, he said thank God <laughs> <laughs> he probably belted me yeah <laughs> 
Um, but so I didn't play. So, but then I think from the new year onwards, Keith decided he had to start blooding some of these youngsters. Yeah. And the first two to go in was Stuart Bevan and Tony Galvin. Stuart went on to play for Oxford for many years. Uh, didn't quite make it in our place. Tony Galvin, obviously, wonderful player. Gould Town, wasn't it? We got yeah, we got from Gould Town, £5,000, yeah. Uh, I was I next to go, yeah, come in, mm. and quickly followed by Mark Falco, yeah. Chris Uton, Mickey Hazard, um, Graham, and then Graham Roberts came a little while after that. Mm. Gary Brook. Um, we had Stephen Glenn there. So all of a sudden now, Two thirds of the squad is, is homegrowns. Yeah, it's a good thing. Which is, you know, unbelievable, really. Uh, you know, you can see you're about United boys and Arsenal. Well, we did that. It never happened before in Tottenham's history, and it probably never happened again, I don't think. Mm. It certainly never happened since. So we were in. Uh, so what was it like? Um, my debut was against Arsenal, mm. Ivory. Um, I'd been sub a couple of sort of in the squad, carrying the skips and the, the making the team, yeah. whatever. Um, the key said to me, didn't tell me, I was in, I kept being in the squad, so I asked him away, you know, I don't know if we lost on a Saturday or something, we drew at home, I can't remember. I just remember in, in, the, in the tea room at the ground, <coughs> before we got the uh, short journey, we had just some tea and toast about uh, five o'clock, half past four. He said, I'm making, I'm making a change from Saturday, I'm bringing Maxi in. Can I swear on you? Yeah, that's all right, go so, for it. Um, yeah. He said, I'm bringing Maxi in, he said, he keeps telling me how good he is. Now's your fucking chance. <laughs> um, so it was quite a way to tell me you're going to play. Um, so I said, you know, my 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 character was okay. Yeah, I'll show you. I will. Yeah. And um, I think I did. Um, stayed in the team then. And what uh, were your nerves like before that? Oh, did you have any? Or were, were you? Yeah, was that a night match? match? Was it a night yeah, it was match? A night match yeah. yeah. 65,000 there, we slaughtered them. Big Pat had the most unbelievable game. We had, he saved four, one against once. Yeah, they scored the last minute. Danesley came for a cross and missed it. Frank Stable knocked it in. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was it was it was good for me, but disappointing. Because you know, when you when you first go to Spurs, you you're immediately told about the Arsenal. Yeah, you're immediately yeah. told. And you know, I remember I lived in the East End, so I was in the middle of Arsenal, West Ham, mm. and Tottenham. Really, I didn't. Um, I didn't support anyone particularly. I liked Chelsea when I was a kid, only because they were a bit different. Mm. Uh, Kings Road and whatever, yeah. I said to my mum, "You sure you didn't pick up the wrong baby?" I'm sure it's all Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I really was. I didn't. I didn't watch any football as a kid. Oh really? Um, but two two funny things really. Two things that I'm a, you know, I'm a great believer in fate, mm. and uh, two things happened when I was young. So uh, as an eight year old, yeah, you've been wearing like you know, crap. Shitty boots and uh, my mum, yeah. mum and dad not mm. any money. We, we you know, I didn't have a, I didn't have a bath till I was nine. <laughs> um, outside toilets. Yeah, it was there. It was then. East End was a tough place, but great place. Family. Mm. So my mum takes me to a shop. She's going to use a provident check, which is on a never never. Yes, the only only credit she can get. So we go up to um, <clears throat> Well Street Triangle Sports. A guy called Derek in there. Mark Falco would tell the same story because he lived around the corner from there. And I go in there, I said, well, well, I did that's a Puma, I don't care which one. So mm. said, we haven't got any Adidas in your size. I was going to buy like a size and a half bigger, yeah? Mm. <coughs> we had P three pair of socks. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he said, but we've got another pair, of Puma pair. So I tried a Puma pair. And I thought, yeah, great, yeah, fantastic, mm. wonderful, yeah, good. So okay, do you know what those Puma boots were called? They're called Puma Tottenham. Oh, really? That's it's pretty quite amazing. Yeah. That, you know, that was about five at the time, which is like- A lot of money, yeah. Yeah, half a week's wages for most yeah. people. Mm. I mean, my so boot, first boots I ever were were Puma Tottenham. <coughs> I was that's a Tottenham player. If they'd been called Puma Chelsea, Puma Arsenal, I'd have bought them because that's all they had yeah. in my size. I wanted Puma Adidas. So I just fated. 
<coughs> and also, uh, I did. My, I never go into football. My dad was busy, and you know, my family really went dog, dogs racing and boxing. Yeah, mm. they weren't really into football at all. None of my uncles, uh, my cousins are now, but mm. none of my uncles never into it. My dad got into it. Um, and the first football match I was taken by a friend's dad to proceed Tottenham play Man City. The year Man City won the cup, uh, won the league, '68. And they wore the red and black stripes, and I thought it was the most amazing football game mm. I've ever seen in my life. Red and black stripes, black shorts, black yeah. socks. And they had that great team, Francis Lee, Summerby, you know, Colin Bell, wonderful team. They beat us 3 0. We had a good team as well at the time, Jimmy Greaves and the rest of it, yeah. But they beat us 3 0. So my first game I went to was at Spurs. The first decent pair of boots was people with Tottenham. So mm. really, sometimes you look back about fate and was it meant to be, yeah? yeah. So, sorry, next question. <laughs> you the direction, weren't it? That's yeah. amazing. Absolutely amazing. Talking about fate and things are meant to be, there were the two FA Cups that we want to talk about, 81 and 82. I mean, to win two in a row is an incredible achievement. Yeah. I mean, what was that? What was it like playing an FA Cup final? Well, we, we, we came close the season before. Went to quarter final and lost uh, to Liverpool, didn't we? Lost to Liverpool. Terry McDermott, a forty-yard volley over. Danzig, give the ball over away. Danzig, I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got beat by Liverpool, and uh, we thought it was that year. But then, then, then Keith did an inspired thing. He signed Archie and Crooks. Yeah. And Mark Falco was a decent striker, but we needed a little bit of pace up yeah. front, and we go on two could run like the wind. Yeah. To, to, to you know to play off of Glenn and Ozzy's um, uh, passing, and uh, we all fancied it big time really that year. And you know, um, you third round, we got we had a replay against QPR, and could have lost in last minute. I think they hit the bar of a chip or something. Mm. Um, I think I'm not right in the memory. And fourth round we play whole poxy game. We win one nil. Yeah, a lot of home games one nil when Co- it needs Coventry. Co- Co- no, that was the following year. Following year, yeah. Uh, then then the fifth round we played Coventry at home. Well, a piece of cake. We win three one. Also mm. scored actually. Uh, not not difficult, and then there's, there's eight teams left in the quarter final, yeah. and seven of them in the first division, and one's from the third division. But when you get drawn at home to the third division team, yeah. which is Exeter yeah, City, exactly. you know you got half a chance, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, they come in, and as it turned out, it was my my I scored, I scored. Me and Robbo, me and Robbo scored mm. the two goals. We beat them two 0 This is when, by the way, we're playing on three sides. The West stands down, isn't it? It's yes. being, it's being mm. uh, yeah. rebuilt. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was what we did, and then the semi final, of course, Wolves at Hillsborough where I've got to say that <coughs> um, prior to the Hillsborough tragedy, when you had the tragedy herself, uh, at that same end, we were all Spurs fans, they, you know, the gates, the, the defence is up, and a lot of our fans get squashed, and they actually jumped over and came onto the pitch. Mm. So it, <coughs> there were some people got hurt, and we had, sort of, the game was stopped for a little while, as the pitch, people encroaching on the pitch. I, I have to say, that nearly happened again there. I can comment on that, because I was in the Leppin Lanes, I was 16, and I had my brother with me as 14, and had they opened the middle doors like they did for Liverpool, I probably wouldn't be sitting in there because that was the section that we were in. And you're quite right; it was more on the far side where everyone got yeah. got got squashed and that. But so, you're quite right. So you know, when you think back now on what happened in a few years yes. later, yeah, it's shocking. But of course, we the semi-final. <coughs> We're cruising. I'd stuck one in the top corner from a free kick. Yeah. Glenn anywhere around the box was, uh, you know, he was, was deadly right foot, left foot. He had, he had set a golf club yeah. with both feet, do what he mm-hmm. wanted. Um, and in the last minute, Clive the book Thomas gives an unbelievable penalty. Kenny Hibbert, who I was with again in the manga last week, dives over Glenn. Glenn makes a tackle, which he should never do anyway. I thought it was Glenn. Yeah. And, he, and Kenny Hibbert dives over him and he gives a penalty, which in the last minute, which they score from. Be fair, extra time we hang on a little bit, but they, they, they were knackered walls, they really couldn't mm. do much. So, um, with a replay, 
And where's the replay going to be? Highbury. Brilliant. Don't ask me how they ever worked that one out, the FA. I think they do because about money, in, particularly in those days, more about money now, but money in those days. I think days. it was mileage at the time, Paul. I think they were talking about the distance that we had to go to Hillsborough and the Wolves. And the, yeah. yeah, but to, it was a home game. I, I actually you know? think it was. And I don't think, it's as, I don't think they, they were as clever as that, the FA. Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I think it was actually money. So they, play, they always played one game at Villa Park, yeah. one at Hillsborough, and also tried to always get in Old Trafford because 60 yeah. odd thousand. Well, Arsenal was 60 odd thousand. Yeah. only two stadiums in the country. Mm. I think Liverpool was 57. Yeah. Could play at Liverpool and pitch your shit. Um, so you, you, you only had the two stadiums. So I think you're right, they played it there because maybe Villa couldn't, wasn't available. Or Villa was near Wolves. Yeah. And you're right, Wolves were a bit nearer. But I think it was also to do with money. Mm. Yeah. Another 63,000 sellout. Well, what happened is that. Wolves came down with about 13,000, we had 50,000, if you did. speak to anyone. So we had two thirds of the ground, they just had a clock in, we had the rest of it. Yeah. And speak to all the team we played that night and the people around us, there has never been a better atmosphere, ever. Really? In the game we played, wow. ever, anywhere. I was in the North Bank that yeah. night. Mm. Anywhere. Yeah. I mean, we, I'm not, they, it does help when you go two up after 20 minutes, yeah. Cooks, he was like a greyhound, wasn't he, coming out of the traps. Ball from Hoddle with the outside Backspin, topspin, yeah. yeah, it was like a goal shot, yeah. yeah. Crooksy finished both of them. And then Ricky smashed one in with, you know, with half hour to go. Yeah. When you're three up in the semi-final, you know you're going to Wembley. Yeah. And we could hear the crowd jumping. So the vibration we could feel on the pitch, obviously you all try to knock the stadium down. Yeah. 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 It's, it's built like solid. Yeah. So it was, it was wonderful and, we, we, you know, and, and you're looking at each other like, we're going to Wembley, we're going to Wembley. So you win and you have a party afterwards. We had a party back at um, Crooks' house, actually, mm. funny enough, Garfield and Infield then. And uh, then you, you have like about a four week gap between then and the cup final. Yeah. Four or five weeks. So then it starts, and obviously Chaz and Dave got involved with us yeah. with the song. So we go on Blue Pizza, we go on Top of the Pops, two shows that you've watched as a little boy, you know? Yeah. And now we're going on them to sing our song, which is quite surreal, really. Mm. Um, so you have that. And then cut, and we didn't do particularly well rest of the between that gap because you don't want to get injured. It's your first big game, and I, you know it was really sort of not wanting to play really, just, yeah. just playing the final. Um, but so that's did. true. Then with players do have their their mind on other games when there's not much else to play for. Of course, of course, because you know if you're going to play in a game that you know, I mean, you got to remember the FA Cup final in those days. It's a bit like Champions League now. It's the biggest mm. cup competition in the world. Everyone was playing it. It was massive. It started at eight o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was every. Mm. Why did why did we all start playing? Because we watched the cut final telly and went outside and emulate their heroes. Yeah, try mm. to be one of the people who scored the winning goal. Mm. So that's why you play a football to begin with. You know, in the street, in the park, yeah. or whatever. A um, little bit different now because the game's changed in that respect. Uh, but um, so we uh, we go to the hotel where we always stayed, the Pondsbourne Hotel at Cuffley up the road. I room with Glenn, like I did for seven mm. years. And uh, cut final mornings arrived. <coughs> we sleep okay. We always did. Mm. Go watch the telly. Actually, we went down the pub the night before. Went down the pub. There's a little pub at the bottom of the drive, uh, and we and we played darts. Oh, amazing! And uh, had a couple of pints each. And when we walked back, we were singing back up the drive. Yeah. Uh, so I think it helped us a little bit, you know. That's um, amazing. You know, mentally. Yeah. Switch off or whatever. <coughs> After dinner, we did that. We Could you imagine that now, though? Yeah. yeah. yeah that would be surprised yeah. uh, I mean I mean you know very relaxing Klopp took his lot to uh, to Marbella this year yeah. for four or five days yeah long weekend before so you, yeah, you've got to try and get, get out of the environment because you've got some time yeah mm. so we did that but then um, morning again I never forget to wake up with Glenn so a normal thing and uh, so I said oh, just see what the weather's like so he goes opens the curtains up 
He said, oh, it's raining, great. So I put the telly on while he's what? I said, oh, you've just been on the telly. So he steps back and he said, well, what, what's that, one of my goals or something? I said, no, no, I said, they just showed you opening the curtain up. I said, go on, open it up again. So it was again, they go, and, then, and, then, and, oh, and Glenn Hodder was there. So, <laughs> so Glenn, as he's opened the curtain, there's a few seconds delay and I'm watching it on the telly. Yeah. So really, really, like, wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, and we're both talking to him, we were both in, and that got us talking about, said, do you remember you were a kid? Do you remember when you watched shit, when you, you know, used, to go, used to wake up early, didn't you? And watch the television at eight o'clock, and, and we were saying to each other, like, you know, we hadn't really spoken about the game a lot, mm. we didn't really speak about matches much, me and Glass, we got on. So he said, you know, we're going to play in one of those games today. Yeah. And all those millions of kids that we were once, and they're going to watch us. Mm. It's unbelievable, isn't it? So for the first time, really, you start thinking about the game, yeah. And how you were as kids, how you thought about it as a kid, you know, what memories you had. And uh, my mum must cut from I remember watching Chelsea Space play Spurs in '67 when Spurs won 2 1. And I, I remember that it was London Derby, first ever London Derby Cup final. And the Evening Standard night before had a big colour edition of the standard Tottenham mm. Chelsea teams. I, I remember that. I couldn't remember. Mm. I, you know, of course now they, they did the same thing. And we were planning it. So you get up, you have a breakfast, you get changed, you put your suit on eventually and you get on the coach you go to you drive to Wembley from Cuffley well on the way obviously everyone knows you're coming that way or yeah. whatever there's flags banners out people out their houses waving it's quite quite unbelievable really it was fantastic seeing the amount of support we had and then you drive up Wembley way which you can't do anymore but mm. you did then mm. and that was um, that was fantastic because mm. you know Spurs are there early obviously yeah. you know and uh, they're, they're just waving and whatever and you, got, you go in the dressing room and then everybody each one's place you had a batch of telegrams you sent telegrams on days rather than text messages mm. so there'd be, text, mm. there'd be telegrams from all your family and even people you didn't even know or people you've forgotten about you knew yeah Brilliant. all there wishing you good luck and you go out to Wembley or whatever and then and then, you, and then eventually you get changed and you, and you go out and you hear abide with me being somewhere in the tunnel and that really is the part when you start getting nervous I was never nervous mm. before going I was I was always very apprehensive, but in the mornings, fine, two o'clock. Used to be joke around a lot, and then quarter to three, twenty to three, I switch on. I became another animal, become another person. Mm. But you stand in that tunnel and you're looking at them. They're young, we're young, you know, and you get in. You got this little white light there, and you walk out, and it's like um, it's like your ears have popped. You got hundred thousand mm. people like, cheering, and you got this light. You know, you yeah. come out to Wembley, and in those days, you have to walk right a long walk right to the halfway line. You try to look up and see your family and uh, <coughs> your parents and everything else, and it's uh, it's such a such a great feeling. Then you line up, and we've been told we're going to meet the Queen Mum. They've told us about the etiquette day before, so she, she sort of stops between um, me, Hod, and uh, might have been Robbo, Chrissy Uton. There, she's oh, she says, "You're all very young, aren't you?" She said, "Are you nervous?" And Unison, the three or four of us, said, "Yes, ma'am, very nervous." And it was funny. It was, we started laughing. She started laughing. God bless her. And uh, that was it. So you know, you kick off. I mean, so to get do my nervous. I remember the first five for a couple of minutes. Ball got played down the line, and Kevin Reeves, who was their centre forward, come across me and caught me. I mean, it was how it was then. You know, mm. smashed me in the face with his elbow, which was unusual for him because he wasn't that brave. <laughs> and uh, I sort of like, I got up and swore and said something. And now I forgot about the hundreds of millions who are watching. He was being watching Argentina as well, South America for the first mm-hmm. time because Ozzy and Ricky are playing. So now it's another game. It could be over. It could be in the training field. It could be over the park, mm. and then you forget it. So that almost that thing that sort of like just snapped you out of the occasion. Yeah, all yeah, that I think it did. But I mean, like I might have done it anyway. But that did certainly. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't think about it. Yeah, and do you remember much else about the game, like the goals and like how did the game go? Did you feel comfortable at any point during it, it the game? Rained, it rained, it drizzled uh, for a lot of the game. City really got tucked into Glenn and uh, Aussie, particularly Jerry Gow and mm. Paul Power really smashed them. I mean, today yeah. they've been sent off in 20 minutes, mm. now. Mm. They put their foot in. Jerry Gow was particularly nasty, yeah, yeah. weren't we, we didn't We didn't play uh, that well. Um, nor did they, to be honest. They were quite defensive. Mm. Um, their goal was unbelievable header from Tommy Hutchinson, unbelievable header. They had had a shot, you know, they made the save it, really. Mm. Um, and Glenn's obviously deflection of Tommy again for, for, for our equaliser. Extra time was a bit of a no-no because both teams suffered a lot with cramp. I was all right, yeah. actually. Um, <laughs> we don't run around so much. But um, it sort of petered, petered out yeah, to the draw. Did. And we were delighted, obviously Ricky didn't play well, got substituted by Brooksy, Buddha. Um, we were just delighted to, to draw because mm. it was a game we could have won, could, could have lost. Not that they were that good, but they just, we just didn't play well at mm. all. I think that's spot on. And we, mm. we were so excited about going back to Wembley mm. on the Thursday night because um, England were playing on the Tuesday, that's why against Brazil, that's why we couldn't go. Actually, most of us went on the Tuesday just to watch England play Brazil because there's nothing else to do. Mm. So we went three times in, in, in five mm. days. Um, and then Keith made a decision on the Saturday to play Ricky as well. He told Steve Perriman who felt that maybe Ricky shouldn't play because he walked off and whatever, but Keith probably, like the rest of us, knew that Ricky couldn't have two nightmare games mm. on the trot. He was like that, yeah. He'd have a nightmare, but next game he'd be yeah, outstanding. Be yeah. So we're going to go back on the Thursday night, which really was a better better night because, as you know as a fan, the, the, you know, the corporates don't go on the, on the, on the replay. It's uh, replay anymore. So all of a sudden now both clubs get you know forty odd thousand. Mm. It's 90, 94,000 or something on the on the, on the uh, Thursday night, but more genuine real supporters. And we probably have more because a lot of Manchester can't always make it. You know, and they, mm. they, you know but a little down. section in there, bit if I remember in the lower tier, there'd be a couple of blocks as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we had sixty thousand there. Yeah, I would, have, I would agree. I'm sure that. we had more because of the, because of the travelling and whatever uh, logistics. And uh, it was just a atmosphere. And obviously, Ricky scored to five minutes and just set the game alive. But be fair to City, they played their part. I mean, I, I mean, Steve McKenzie, who I later played with Charlton, actually, he scored a most marvellous volley, mm-hmm. marvellous twenty-five-yard volley at the top corner that you don't see many better. Um, you know, and it was nip and tuck. They get the penalty. It'll be Chrissy sandwich David Bennett and. Referee gives a penalty. I'm not sure it was. I think he dived. And was it me or Chrissy fan? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But that added to the drama. And uh, Crooks' goal, the forgotten goal. He always says that. Lovely my, little thing from Glenn, yeah. yeah. My forgotten goal uh, before <laughs> Joe tried crashing. <laughs> and then Ricky's unbelievable winning goal, which has yeah. shown countless times since, yeah. isn't it? And still is today. So, uh, yeah, winning your first trophy was, was magical, wonderful. Um, especially for us, because, you know, you talk about homegrowns, and the team is, you know, is. is Skipper Stevie Perry, myself, Robbo, and Chris Ute in the back four. I know Robbo come in later, but he's still homegrown because you know we mm. made him a player, yeah. Um, you know, and you've got Glenn and Tony Galvin um, uh, in there as well, yeah. And Gary Brooks sub. So seven of the twelve homegrowns. It's amazing. I mean, the following year, Mickey played. Mickey Hazard. It's what you want, isn't it? Made yeah. another one, yeah. Yeah. Made eight. So. You know, we were so close to each other, knew each other, and today we are still so close. We're mm. all close. We see each other all the time. We play golf. We go away together. I mean, it's a fantastic. Mm. Uh, you see pictures from the corporate on the Spurs, and you can yeah. tell that you're all. We're, we're family. Yeah. This is, this is, people talk about it's nice. These, these ain't my mates. These are my family. 
I see them more often than anyone else. Nice. I've grown up with these people. I don't, I've not known, I've known Mark Falcon since I was 10. Mm. I've not known anyone longer than that. I don't know I'm from school, but I don't really want to know many people from my school, and mm. it wasn't the best of schools. So all I'm saying is that, you know, this is our family, we're all together, we're close. We're concerned when, when someone's not so well, like John Lacey and Ray Clements at the moment, who have both been suffering, um, the big C, but they're doing fantastically well, yeah? Clem's a miracle, if nearly 15 years he's had it, yeah? Wonderful. Mm. So we're, all, we're always there for each other, and, um, you know, we have our little spats, but yeah. we can say anything to each other, because we have. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's uh, I imagine it's a bit like when you go to uni and you go around the world like my daughters did uh, for six, eight months with people. And then you know, and you grow, and you had three years of uni as well. They're like your sisters and your brothers mm. because you, you know where they are. Yeah. Well, imagine we're going around the world playing football, having a great time with your mates, and we're getting paid. It's unbelievable. Not all yeah. getting paid today, but it's still quite good. Yeah? yeah. So it was, it was great. Yeah. And the, I mean, to win it, to win it once, an incredible achievement. Just playing a cup final was amazing. But then to go back the following year. And win it again. What, what was that like? Was it a completely different experience because you were going there know, knowing that you'd done it the year before? Did that make it easier, or was there more pressure on it because you'd done no, it? No, the following year was the following was I would say was the, the best year of our, mm. our reign. We went for four trophies. We had a great team. We never had a good squad. That was no one had a good squad those days. Mm. That's true. We lost. We lost. Uh, I think a month in January for the weather. We did. Um, and also the riots. Broadwater Farm, but the weather was a killer. Um, the, we fixture, the fixture backlog killed us that year, yeah. especially for the league, because we lost we, a lot of home we, games. I think we had to play we? 20 games in 51 days. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But what I'm saying, we were going for the league, the FA Cup, League Cup. We got the League Cup final, Cup and Cup semi final. The Barcelona kicked us off the park, by the way. You know, hmm. People laugh at that now. Yeah, I was at that game, yes. and, and I remember. I mean, they, yeah. they, they, they kicked us off the they park. They did. Um, we had a kick back, to be fair, a few of us, but you know, we, we didn't. We should have been a little bit more. But that was how it was. was that That's like how a lot of Spanish teams were in the early 80s, late 70s. Mm. Was that like in the physically. away game, weren't we? Did Mark Falca score and it was offside? Is that, is that, that, in, that was in 85 against Madrid. Was that the Madrid game? Madrid made this oh, yeah. the goal, which the referee was obviously crooked and bent. <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing wrong with that. But So, you know, we league cut final, we're losing, we're we, we, we one up and then um, they equalise in the last minute after Steve Archibald had a great chance to score and win for us, three minutes to go, and uh, he, keep us down, he hit Phil New on the line. Mm. You know, so, which could have gone in mate soon, it would have been all over. Yet they equalised last minute and beat us an extra time. So, and in, and in the league, we finished, I think, third. Because um, we we've just we've run out of yeah. players and legs. We played, we played 70 games that year. Um, so that's a crazy amount of games. So, I mean, I, and I think four of us had to have operations after that season finished. Certainly, I was one mm. of them. Groin, for playing with injections. We played a lot of us play with injections mm. to play in the last lot of games, yeah. Mm. Steroid and the cortisone injections. Yeah, a lot of players play with those nowadays. Why? You know, for Glenn, Glenn Ozzie, for example, they're like, you know, they even can walk around a golf course really, mm. unable to, yeah, because of, of that. Um, but uh, yeah, going back was fantastic. Mm. Queen's Park Rangers, a derby. They were just coming up in the second division. Terry Venables, who, one of my, you know, great friends. Um, uh, game was, games, two games really were. We were dominant both games. The, mm. the, the gatekeepers man the match both times. Peter Hucker, who I played with, played with for London schools, incidentally. Oh, cool. Um, so, you know, it's it was just this. But you know, we looked like we were never going to. I don't think we were ever going to get beat. Mm. But it was great to get it over the line, and I think the satisfaction when the second one was was just as great as the first yeah, one. Yeah, it was wonderful because we'd won something that year. Because you know, going for four, and that was the last one, and doing it. You know, we'd had a great season and. Uh, 
you know, it was wonderful to win it again. And you know, you're right, winning back to back don't often happen. No, you know, and um, certainly old days when it was a bit more meaningful. Um, so yeah, it was, it was terrific. Mm. I, th- I think you was right what you were saying about the squad because the deepest squad because that was a really good first 11 that we had well, yeah, there, you we, know, we had, we had just, a few. just as, you well, know, we had some good we had probably three or four good backup yeah, well, players Mark Falco and, and, and was a great striker yeah. uh, Mickey Hazard obviously when he was injured um, Gary Brook uh, we had Paul Price who was signed in the summer yeah. um, and, but we didn't really have many more than that I don't think I'm leaving any out I don't want to upset anyone but <laughs> You know, so but you, you look at all the clubs. No one had more than fifteen, sixteen no, players. That's, that's what they carried. That was a squad. You know, you go to you go to away game. You had, you had twelve players play. One was one was spare man in case someone got ill. You know, you had, you, we had we had we had two physios and a doctor, which was quite rare. Liverpool mm. never had a physio until the nineties. You know, we had two groundsmen. I mean, mm. we were quite. We had we had psychologists, we had dietitian. I mean, we were quite modern mm. in those days. Um, so you know. It was, it was tough games, well, plus it was very physical. Yeah. The games were very physical. Yeah, you marked two up front, it was World War Three in some of the games, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, which suited me and Robbo, Stevie Perriman. Chrissy was our Rolls Royce. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it was it was a physical game. Yeah. And the pitches the, the were heavier, weren't they? Yeah. The pitches were shit, generally. The balls were heavier, yeah. the training balls were heavier, the training pitches were heavier, you know. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing today, when people ask me about the difference, like, you know, there's money, of course, but the pitches, the boots is roughly the same, there's not a lot of difference in the boots. But the medical, and we've got 19 medical staff at Spurs now. You know, we've got scanning machines, which mm. cost a million quid. Yeah, no, that's crazy. You know, I mean, I, I know I've played, when I was youth team, I played with a broken ankle with two games. So anyway, they kept calling me a soft bastard, and then when they realised I wasn't, they sent me up to the hospital, oh yeah, your ankle's cracked. But that's how it was, and, I, and you'll, hear, you'll hear loads of stories like yeah. that from various players. Like, that's a, not an unusual story, trust mm. me, in those days. Um, and you know we were slave labour in many respects uh, mm. in, in in some of the clubs. Yeah, we were we were quite good because obviously Ozzy and Ozzy and Ricky and Glenn they, they they sort of moved the goalposts. Yeah, uh, but '82 was a wonderful year, and yeah. I think if anyone ever asked me, that was the, that was undoubtedly the best squad that we had. Mm. We could have done with another couple of players, maybe less injuries, um, but that was the way we played. We 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 sort of got injuries because of, we kept the ball, you know, and. Um, yeah. Other teams didn't, but I mean, there were some great sides around them: Liverpool, Everton, Forest, Villa, Ipswich. There were some good sides around, and uh, it's not it's not easy to win trophies, as we're seeing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's uh, absolutely true. You know, you got to remember last year. You know, um, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Tottenham, three of the biggest, three of the biggest ten clubs in the world, never won a trophy. And next season, they're probably three again. Yeah. In our, about of our six, yeah. who are in the biggest ten, biggest top ten in the world, won't win a trophy. Yeah. Not easy, not easy. So, you know, to have won the two FA Cups were great, yeah. and obviously, the other one to come, yeah? Yeah, the UEFA Cup, yeah, the other one. I mean, how, how did that compare to the FA Cup? So, because obviously, playing in Europe is a completely yeah. different kettle of fish at the time. Well, you got to remember, you, 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 again, you're too young to know, but and a lot of people are, but the UEFA Cup was like the Champions League now. Yeah, it was. Because what you had, you had the FA Cup, FA Cup got you in the Cup and the Cup, and, and the league, when the league got you in the European Cup. You got to remember in Europe, there's only eight decent countries. If there's that, so you only got eight teams, maybe six to eight teams, or any good, go into the competitions. Mm. They weren't seeded. We played Bayern Munich twice in the second round, right? Mm. So you have you have the six, you know, six or eight teams in one competition. When you have UEFA Cup, there's three or four from those six eight countries. Yeah. Mm. So you've got between twenty and twenty four 
top sides yeah, from the top winners, sides. Yeah. So what I'm saying, we won the UEFA Cup. All the teams we beat and to win it won their domestic league that year. Yeah. Every one of those teams, right? And you play, you play because you play home and away in the final. You play three extra games more than the other two competitions. Mm. The UEFA Cup undoubtedly was the hardest competition to win. You can ask Ray Clements who won three European Cups and he won a UEFA Cup at Liverpool. That's the hardest one mm. to win. It was and it's renowned as the hardest one to win. I mean, obviously, it was a great thing. Our club won two both at home, which mm. never happened again, will it? Mm. Um, so it was great. But so we, we felt really disappointed in '82 not to have um, gone and won the Cup. Yeah. This cup, and we were the best. We were the best side mid by a mile that year. Um, '83 Bayern Munich knocked us out. Who were a top side, by mm. the way. And we had a few injuries as well from left over from in the fog, wasn't it? Yeah, in the fog. Right? Joke, yeah. yeah. Joke should have been called off. They never played. They wouldn't one up. Or referee changed his mind again. Referees, as we know, were crooked in those days, and um, you know they were getting they were getting they were getting backhanders and paid yeah. to to you know give decisions. We know that referees have said it in public now. Yeah. You know we weren't only getting expenses, and uh, and then you know someone leaves five thousand dollars, maybe organise a woman for you. You're going to change your mind the following night. Yeah, yeah? I'm sure that happened. Really? I know it happened when Forrest played Anderlecht. The, the German referees come out public in his book and said. I gave a penalty when it wasn't a penalty against Forest, yeah. so it happened numerous occasions, and we and we we had it again a few years later against Madrid. But that um, that night, '83 in, in Munich, okay, we got beat, but they're a good side, so we're going to beat. You know, it was how it was then. Um, the following year, uh, so I get injured then in about the second or third game, do my cartilage, um, so I miss. All the, and I, I have an infection. I end up going to RAF Hadley Court. Hadley Court. It was a little while after the Falklands, and and they're there with all the soldiers losing legs. It was great for me, actually. Great experience yeah. to see that. To see how our soldiers are. Yeah. But I didn't come back to the club till before December. Um, I had nine weeks there. Eight weeks, nine weeks in uh, Hadley Court. And you know, we, we'd we'd play. We had some fantastic games in its final. When probably Glenn was one of his best games ever. I watched all the games. I used to come back. The first I half. Uh, I used to bring the soldiers back to watch yeah. the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people say the first half against final of my era is the best we've ever seen the Spurs play in forty-five minutes. Maybe, arguably. I mean, it, it was lots of good. good I agree. Was, there was yeah. lots, but you're right. And obviously, uh, Cruyff was playing. Cruyff yeah. was playing. Yeah. And we got Glenn out the week before by saying that. Um, he would, what's his special about his Glenn Hoddle and he, he was there made to eat his words and be fair yeah. he came in after just in after the games and went Glenn Hoddle I apologise to you I think the press got things, things mixed up you're a wonderful player will you please exchange my shirt and he did exchange shirts oh, wow. and he scored well, that cracking goal that night yeah, Cruyff yeah. as well didn't he yeah. yeah so you know we, all of a sudden so you know, we, after so after Christmas had come back and um, the game I, the game I come back was the FA Cup replay against Fulham and the game prior to that Ray Clements breaks his collarbone in the FA Cup third round rubber winning goal so we play and, and Glenn Ozzie play and, and uh, whatever, but to the quarter final, Glenn Ozzie are both injured and Ray Clements. So we've got our three world class players, and they were world class, those three, yeah. injured. Mm. Now, if you say that to any Spurs fan, you're then going to go and win the elite European trophy, as it, yeah. it was though then, without your three best players, arguably. So you've no chance. But yeah. we did, and you know, I mean, we uh, Gary Stevens played in midfield, uh, Stevie Perriman played in midfield. And he was playing right back. Um, you know, we had you know we had runners in midfield, uh, plus Mickey, Mickey Acid, yeah. And uh, you know we and we and no Glenn, no Aussie, no Clem, and we, we beat, you know, we beat Hajik Split, Austria Vienna, and Anderlecht, three top top sides. Mm. Hajik Split were a great side, by the way. Yugoslavia, old Yugoslavia then, yeah. 
um, and, and go on and win it. So really against the odds, yeah. the but a lot was happening because we knew Keith was going to go early on. The chairman had come in and wanted to do it his way or no way, and that was turned out to be a mistake. But Keith said, it thank you very much. Bye bye, scholar, didn't yeah. Yeah. Keith said it used to be a football club and left. <laughs> left it, you know. Um, so, but we won, and uh, yeah, winning the European trophy is, is, yeah. is unique. And I mean, there's not many got that yet. And then, of course, one of my old goals in the final, which was, yeah. which was wonderful to score there. Yeah, I've got um, just something about that. Um, am I right in thinking that you played on the Monday at Southampton? You was the only player to play at Southampton, and then on the Wednesday you played in the UEFA Cup final, so we, and you obviously so scored. So we play on a Saturday again. I don't know. We play at home. Saturday, so. Monday, weren't it? And then well, we played the play. This is how the league was then, which is so stupid. I was at the Southampton game. Mm-hmm. We're going to play Southampton yeah. Easter Monday. Was yeah. Easter Bank Holiday? Something Monday. like that. Bank Holiday yeah. was. May, yeah. Or May Bank Holiday. I think yeah. May Bank yeah. Holiday. On a Monday, we're going to play Southampton away. So obviously, you know, it's kids going to play on reserves. So yeah. Again, you haven't got that many of you, mm. you know. So we all said, like, the 11 who play Saturday, you ain't playing for Monday, and we'll you know, see you at the training ground on Monday. So I go out and I'm out Sunday lunch a nice drink with mates and whatever um, and Sunday evening Pete Shrees rings me he said uh, you're alright I said yeah fine why he said what are you doing I said I just wasn't telling he said, he said um, you're not out I said no no I'm not out no. I wouldn't be out there's no mobiles there so, mm, yeah, yeah. so he said no I said no I'm, I mean I'm just I said, right he said need to be at the ground for um, 10 o'clock in the morning I said why I thought she hasn't trained you he said no no someone got injured or pulled out and I can't remember who it was it might have been might have been Paul Price or someone like that. He said, so and so's got injured in a reserve game yesterday, can't play. We've got to play one of you. He said, so as you've played the least games this season, well, that's the conversation <laughs> like that, but he said that you don't get injured anyway, you'll be fine to play. Yeah, so, so, so I said, I'm a sacrificial lamb. He went, well, sort of, yeah. <laughs> so we go down to Southampton with probably the only youngest teams ever yeah. to go put, put out, you know. And we lose 5-0 yeah. against Keegan and Shannon. They had a good side, Southampton. They had yeah. a good side. Uh, and no, they disgrace themselves. But, you they know, were a top six team, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, had, you know, they had seven, eight internationals. They yeah. had four England mm-hmm. captains in yeah. one team, didn't they? So we lost and, you know, and I didn't get injured. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, next day, you know, I get on a plane. I fly to uh, um, Brussels with the rest of the boys. We also, I think, got fined 50000 by the... Football League, I think, for putting out a weekend team, didn't it was that we? Much. I'm not sure it's fifty thousand. Yeah, right. It was certainly five. It was certainly five figures, and got fined. Yeah. But um, when I think you played Saturday, Monday, and then in the final Wednesday, on Wednesday, it's yeah. incredible. Crazy. As I said, I didn't do a lot of running around. So. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel on the Wednesday going? Having played those other games, was it the back of your mind, or you just you no. shut it out? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're going to play in the final. Um, it was quite nice, really, on the on the, on the Wednesday night. We were out just having a walk uh, in Brussels. Um, there was a lot of problems in Brussels that night. Yeah. One of our young fans got killed, mm, shot yeah. and killed. So it made an atmosphere next day. Um, it was quite fearsome. I've never seen anywhere I've ever played or been for that matter. I've never seen so many police and army with so much ammunition, mm-hmm. you know, weapons and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, riot shields. It was the day. dark days, wasn't it? Because it was only the following year that it was the Kaiser, yeah. wasn't it? So what I'm saying is, they were they were out for it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, our fans, I think, there's seven, eight thousand there, uh, maybe more, because I've, I've met, I've probably met most of them since. <laughs> you scored um, at our end, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you scored yeah. at our end. There was all that, yeah. That, but it's funny, Barry Davis, who, who commentated for the BBC that mm. night, spoke to me before the match. I looked Barry for years, uh, uh, and said to me, um, 
like you're playing tonight where do you feel I, said, I think it's going to go well we're, you know, we're confident but yeah. always are confident in anyone he said by the way he said, you, you've always scored at least a couple of goals a season but you haven't scored this season so <laughs> tonight would be a good time to score wouldn't it I went be perfect time yeah. to score but I said I won't be holding my breath and um, but you know it doesn't matter who scores as long as you know we get yeah. a result so it's just funny yeah. as the fake thing steps up and Mickey has this corner to be fair I was trying to headbutt the centre forward and I missed <laughs> his head and caught the ball through in the top corner so that's how it went but no no it was it was a and we dominated the game and, um, and to be fair Archie and Mark Falco missed a, missed a hat full of chances they both had good chances to wrap it up for us Tony Galvin had one as well I think you know we should have been three or four up mm. and over and in the last minute they have a shot which Parksy spills which is amazing, amazing how he ends up being a hero and they tap in 1-1 we walked off the pitch gutted mm. gutted and yet you drew 1-1 away in a Youth Cup fight it's a great mm. result shouldn't yeah, you you scored yeah. a, you know, a way goal kind of yeah. double but we were gutted coming home because we knew that we you know we, we that was that was really she should have been all over yeah. um <clears throat> and of course the, the replay is the second leg sorry is that you know it happened and mm. they scored they're a good side young skifo is a good player you know goes on to be a great player young midfield player they score and then we have all the drama of Aussie missing from the two yards and robo mm -hmm. you know getting on the end of something in the end and then then the penalties and uh which was amazing and parts yeah. doing his stuff and <clears throat> Danny Thomas missing and getting cheered, you know, everyone seeing his yeah. name in the stadium was that's obviously come up recently with a Liverpool game, isn't it? You know, you know, Danny misses his penalty, fifty thousand starts singing his name, which is mm -hmm. terrific really. Uh, and all he wants to do is cry and get off the pitch. But mm -hmm. yeah, we won it. It was it was funny night because Keith was leaving <coughs> um, and things, you know, it was just a bit of a strange atmosphere. It was probably gonna be Steve Perriman's last game, which it was yeah. as well. Um, so suit it was a great captain and leader, and uh, it was like so. It was it was it was a strange atmosphere after. I've got to be honest. Wonderful. It gets better now, but it was strange mm. for me after the game. I have mm. to be honest. And mm. um, but look, it's, it's another trophy. Yeah, yeah. amazing. <coughs> to have them three in your collection. It's a cracking achievement. Team. Yeah, three trophies in four years. What an achievement! Is, you know, and yeah. we, we were disappointed because we knew we should have won more. Mm. We should have won the league. Yeah. You're eighty to eighty-five. The following year, we should have won the league. Yes, and injuries both times cost us. I think the '85 year was yeah. the one when Pete Shrews took over, and we, yeah. we kind of we well, lost at home to Everton, didn't we? In the we second half, no, the season. season four, one at Goodison oh. Park, yeah. But we, we yeah, Clive we, Allen scored a did. couple, didn't he? In that he game, did. Oh, Clive, 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 Clive missed the last third of the season. Yeah, because mm. again injuries again. You know, yeah. we didn't have a, we didn't have a back up to Clive and Mark Falco. Um, uh, we uh, we sold Mickey Hazard, so I don't know why. Um, mm, crazy decision. Silly money. Um, all I'm saying was is that again injuries cost us because the last part we didn't we we you know we we, we had to win. I mean one of the great days of the, of the year was with New Year's Day we went to Ivory, beat them to become go top of the league, mm. yeah. And you know, we had a great night. Ex Fabner took us all to the Ritz for dinner, all the <laughs> players and the wives. <laughs> so um, it was a great, great day. Um that yeah, I mean that was disappointing. We were really Gutted that we yeah. were in the league, and we got knocked out the quarter-final against Madrid when Mark Falco scored a great mm. goal over their head, and no one near him from the edge of the box, not offside. The referee disallows it, and even today, if you ever look at that goal mm. again, and I've seen it, oh, people yeah. have shown it. Yeah. There is no one near him; he's not offside, and he gets disallowed. Mm. I hit a free kick about 50 yards, and you're knocked in, and you know the referee had to be crooked. Mm. I never, you know, the Italian, the Spanish got into him in those days, and I'm not talking out of school now not being a bit sour grapes because it's been proven since and referees have come out and spoken about that since mm. so that really was disappointing we were a better side than Madrid mm. and they went on to win it 
so you know the two Spanish clubs got it over us really yeah. um, and we were better footballing size than both of them which it is was. so funny yeah. when you talk nowadays it about it yeah outside of those games we've spoken about are there any others that are sort of the best games you've ever played in throughout your whole career the outstanding one was obviously the 5-0 uh, at home to Arsenal yeah. um, 83 was Alan Brazil's second game <coughs> and scored um, we'd, you know, we'd, we'd got beaten 79 5-0 at home and I also seen we won 5-0 at the lane you know and us for the Spurs lads it was really annoying as yeah. such and uh, today we beat them 5 it could have been 7 or 8 mm. and to me and we had, we did it again with 7 home grounds mm. in the side um, 7 or 8 actually including the bench I think so you know wonderful day yeah. and um, sort of put that one to bed so that yeah. was that yeah. was a that was a great night. Obviously, when we won Liverpool after seventy-two years, yeah. I was at that game as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. scored. Yeah. I mean, we had, you know, seventy-two years, and it kept being on it. It kept being yeah. repeated and repeated. And um, we hadn't won there since the Titanic sunk. Yeah. That was it. Was a big thing yeah. about it. So we won one nil, and afterwards, I was in the I was in the corridor. Be fair, Liverpool. They gave us a case of champagne. So they did it mm. a bit style Liverpool. They gave us that. Whether that was taking a piss, I'm not sure. But, <laughs> anyway. but I was in the corridor after all the press sort of around me. Said, "Boy, as it feel, you know, you've won Liverpool at last for the first time you know, since the Titanic sunk." I said, "Yeah." I said, "I bet the passengers on the QE2 are shit themselves." <laughs> <coughs> and it got printed next day in the paper. It was funny. <laughs> uh, so uh, that 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 was enough. Yeah. Cause, I mean, you know, you're talking about the best side of our era. Yeah, Liverpool were outstanding Pretty side. Right. I mean, and you talk about me and Robert Markin, you marked two in those days, and there's some wonderful pairings, you know. Rush. Darglish and Rush were the, were the top. But then you had Regis and Thompson at West Brom, you had Sharp and Andy Gray at Everton. Mm. Um, you, had, you know, you had Peter Wiv and Chira Francis at Woodcock at Forest, Brazil and Marin at Ipswich, um, Jordan Macari and Stapleton and Mark Hughes at United. You had some great pairs. Yeah. And by the way, believe me, it was World War Three with all that lot, because mm. they, they were all game as well. I mean, today, that's why we, we embrace when we meet each other, and it's lovely because today, five, ten minutes is red card. Mm. Some of the challenges were horrendous, but mm. that's how it was. Yeah. And that's how we liked it, you know, and that's our, our English football. But think about the reason European teams, I don't, think they, I don't think they threw us out of Europe because of highs, well, I think it's because we kept winning the bloody trophies. We did. We were the reason they did, we could not only could we physical, we could play. Yeah. We could play teams off the park, and we could drink. The drinking culture. So, you know, you drink, pl- fight, and can play. Europeans would look at us like, where's this lot coming from? Yeah. Yeah. A bit like the war, really, with the soldiers, yeah? Against the odds. So it was, it was a great time. It was a great era to play in. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the only thing, obviously, you know, the money wasn't there, but we earned good money you know, compared to most people in those days. But it was a wonderful time to play, play in, in that era when English football was at its top. Yeah. Who's the best player you've ever played with? Is there one standard or are there a couple? Well, the two, Ozzie and Glenn, really. Mm. I think I think Ozzie Ozzie made Glenn a better player. So you know you probably have to just edge it. But Glenn, as I said before, had a set of gold clubs on both feet. I've known him since I was twelve. Yeah. He, was, he was a genius. He was born to play. He could do anything, and you know, you'd see him in training, some of the things he could do. Yeah. And even when he got older, when he was coaching, player coach, you know, he was still one of the best players in the tra- mm. England. I remember. Uh, one of the England training session, one of the press telling me that one of the first ones he took as his coach, England coach, they're playing a, a short a nine aside across the pitch, so using half the pitch. Mm. Yeah. And Glenn joined in because they were obviously short of body, a few injured. And, and one of the press guys asking the other press guy, said, Who, Who's that? Where, where's he play tomorrow? He don't play, he's the coach. No, no, not that one, that one. 
no, no, he's the coach. No, no, that one there. No, he is the coach. Mm. He's not playing tomorrow. But he's the best player. <laughs> no, no, he is, but he's not playing. So, you know, you can imagine how good yeah. he was when he was younger, yeah? yeah? Um, so, yeah, I think yeah, Glenn is yeah. the greatest homegrown player we've ever produced, without a doubt. He's the best player I've ever seen play. Yeah, I'm a bit biased, and, and I still think now when you listen to him, there'll be many arguing with you, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, when, when you li- when you when you listen to him commentating on TV now, and you think, why isn't he at the top of English football doing more than what he's doing? Because well, I think you know, I think you know he got he got before um, before Roy got the job. I think you got asked about it, and that and. Um, I think uh, you know he'd love to be back in involved. Only the right job. He's got a great job on TV, yeah, and BT and yeah, on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But him and Ozzy would both love to manage and coach. I know still they've got it in their blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just think that it just has haven't happened. And mm. sometimes people just wary, scared, and they want certain people to manage. Like we see it today. You, I can't believe how many Joey Foreigners get keep getting jobs. I've got nothing against Foreign. We've got to listen to the most wonderful coach ourselves. Mm. He's Argentinian, but it's you know it's got to be room for more English. I see some of these nobodies getting jobs. Yeah, how the hell has he got the job? I've never heard of him. People don't mm. want to take a chance on young English coaches, do no. they? And, that, and that's that's the annoying... You know, if you look at Eddie Howe at Bournemouth, maybe he should have... Maybe if you look at the Arsenal job or something like that... Well, there's three in particular have done really well. You know, Chris Uton, their own, you know, yeah. Sean Dyche and Eddie Howe have all done not not just well, like, you know, done yeah. well for a number of years yes. now. Chris has yeah. got a great record by Chris, you know, should have a top job. Should have a should. top job now, mm. without a doubt. Um, you know, he's, he's achieved a miracle last year at Brighton, mm. getting them up on the. I mean, the lowest budget in the league. Yeah. I mean, when he when he got Newcastle straight back up yeah. mm. after selling five players, oh, he's done a wonderful job. But you listen to him talk, and he's 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 just wonderful, isn't he? When you listen yeah, Chris to him. Is, Chris is done well. I've got to tell you, I've known Chris. I was twelve again. Yeah. Great lad. Used to drive me to work. Um, he he. He is. He was never. He would be in the last one in our team. I would ever say become a manager. The last really? One. He was quiet, but then he obviously worked under all the different managers. Took a bit of each of them, and done it in his own man. Yeah. But he was the last one. We, we were a very hmm. democratic team. Had meetings upon meetings. And Chris would be one of the quietest. Definitely one of the quietest. And Mickey has a look at him now, though. Mickey has mm. can't show him up. <laughs> um, so you know, it's funny how people change. Yeah. Yeah. Who were the standouts that you thought you'll definitely go on to manage? I thought Perriman and, and Glenn and Ozzy would. Mm. Uh, that, 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 I knew there'd be a space for Clem because of his of his experience and one of the great great greatest goalkeepers England England have produced. Yeah, um, certainly the top three. Yeah. Uh, so you know they was really the really ones the ones I, I felt yeah. that would and could. Yeah. Um, but you know same as a lot of clubs I suppose they've got their individuals that you felt and they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Did do it. If you were, if you're able to build sort of an all-time team of everyone you've played with in your career, who'd be part of that team? I'd have to say, I'd have to say the '82 squad. That would be oh, my, amazing. That, that would be my mm. thing. I mean, I'd like to have added, I'd like to have added another striker to it, mm. and I'd like to have added another defender and another midfield player to it. You know, because we needed. So, if you suppose if you added the '82, that added added Richard Goff, Chris Waddle, and Clive Allen. That would have been the perfect mm. squad, yeah. yeah. Would have been. You know? That would have been your league winning team. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, mm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. What are your Probably thoughts? on the treble, actually. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the current Tottenham team? Since Maurizio's come in, the the change has been absolutely incredible. Like, What's your take on all of it? Uh, we've come a million miles mm. in the last... First of all, I think we've got, to, we've got to look at the chairman, who's done the most unbelievable job. 
he has taken our club after the sugar rain, which nearly ruined us mm. uh, as a club, not financially, but as a club. Um, he's taken our club to another planet. Um, I agree. The training ground is, is you know, there's been 150 million spent on that of club money, nothing, and, and no, no borrowing on that. Uh, with a lodge now, lodge is wonderful. The 45 mm. room lodge where the players will stay and come back. We've been lucky to have been to the training ground and seen yeah, it. It's, it's, it's a fantastic. Yeah. Club. It's, like, well, it's like a country yeah. club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's, 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 like, it's like an extraordinary place. So, that, so you got that there. The new stadium, which will be ready to play in September, is going to be out of this world. I mean, it's twice the size of the old one in height and everything else. Wonderful. Um, how we've competed the last four or five years. I'd include Harry doing that as well for us, you know. Mm. How we competed into, you know, and, and being in that top six in the last five years is a miracle. Yeah. When you look at our budget, you know, we've had half, uh, in some two, everyone's had two or three times our budget. And I don't yeah. think, you know, we're all in business here. We know what two or three times the budget means in any business. Mm. Certainly in football, that means about players and wages. You know, we're still even rucking from Spurs fans or ignorant and don't know what they're talking about anyway but hmm. what I'm saying is that he's done that's a, not to set us off on that one right, yeah. he's, he's done a wonderful job in that and creating it what yes. we can, can Richo coming I think I think Daniel then found the, the perfect person for him I both believe in young players um, fit you can't run you can't play for yeah. Richo right and we well, can't play nowadays I think <laughs> full stop but you know they've they've, they've They've worked it out. They've, they've, they've put it in a really different way. We've, we've managed to hang on to some key players as well. Um, I think you see now. I mean, I know the Kane family are wonderful people. Mm. Big Spurs fans, all of them. Grandparents downwards. Harry and his brother. Um, he signed, a, you know, a big deal. There'll be Ericsson, Delhi will be next. Mm. I think I'm sure Loris and Vertonghen will probably sign as well. Mm. Um, but son, I would have thought. Would son, be. yeah, I mean, son's fine. They're all they're all on long, long, long contracts anyway. Yeah, no one's yeah. under three years anyway. Um, I think Toby. I'm not sure. I, I think he, he will go, but I mean, he don't. He don't. That Daniel's uh, held out, and he's he's quite good at that. And if he goes, he goes. If he goes, he'll buy another one. Yeah. He'll buy a you know the young Dutch kid or someone else. Mm. It'll be a similar money. Uh, you know, probably a bit less, but it'll be you know 21, 22, yeah. like Sanchez was. So our team going um, good. Unbelievable to finish last year third. Mm. Every game away, great. Playing, yeah. and, got, and we finished behind the richest team in the world, the richest own team in the world. Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable that. Um, let Estelle's down in the semi-final badly. Um, maybe a couple of uh, selections could have been different, but Richo's as he is. They say you don't change how he wants to be. Um, I think it was a great year, all, all yeah. in all. I think we were all concerned about Wembley. Yeah. We averaged 73,000 people there, which is ridiculous. When you think of logistics getting there, the prices and everything else and where people would travel, you know. It was it was really a truly amazing, amazing uh, uh, t- turnout of our crowds. Broke the Premier League record, the Champions League record for tennises, which won't be beaten again, by the way, because no one mm. knows yeah. that many people. Yeah. Um, and only lost two games, weren't the whole league season. I was at both of those. Um, mm. Both of those, we were a better side and should have won, yeah? Mm. Juve and Chelsea, yeah? Oh, sorry, Man City. Yeah, City Man, the other league. The Man, right, yeah. To be fair, Man City were the only team that turned us over last yeah. year. Home and away, they, they bat us. Mm. Um, I didn't the year before and hadn't done, but I thought last year we did, didn't turn up. What, what when you got the top six sides, they're all capable of beating each other. Yeah. All of them, all on their day, can all beat each other. And you have to have eight or nine players at the top of their game to beat one of those yeah, other five. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't got eight or nine playing well, you don't win. Yeah. And against Man City, we had two or three if we're lucky playing well mm. the other seven or eight didn't so you get beat like saying 
the other game this one last year was at, was at Emirates yeah we didn't play well there yeah. either again seven or eight players didn't play particularly well very disappointing it ain't there it's just there it happens yeah. by the way. It, ain't, it ain't because of the build up and warm but so well, what happened you know there's no difference in the training there's no difference in anything they you can't do. be at the top of your game it's just game. exactly and I've, yeah. played in, I've played like that it don't happen every week yeah, yeah? but you know in two big games last year uh, Juve we, when we were better side and lost bad mad 10 minutes and Arsenal uh, sorry Man United semi-final when we're caught for now we should, you know we're all over the place battered them. Yeah. Batter them and then they come back and we lose it it's just how it was but sometimes it ain't meant to be you know uh, the players will be bigger and stronger and better for it mm. next year more experience in the Champions League um, I think the um, you know sometimes we're one up against U of A maybe you don't go hunting for the second maybe you don't get carried away with the crowd mm-hmm. maybe you make you bring a defender on mm. take a striker off yeah Mauricio will learn that and do that I mean mm. he knows yeah sometimes you need that Mourinho so philosophy don't you not so much wouldn't maybe wouldn't sacrifice it for what all I'm just saying is you know, sometimes you, you live and learn all of us and yeah. uh, you, you learn from mistakes and that might have been a mistake but it's how it was you know mm. um, generally we got most of the things right we finished third above Liverpool above Chelsea and above Arsenal it's amazing who all had double our income by the way yeah it's amazing and now next year we're going to catch the three, those three up Nearly, nearly. Not quite Arsenal, but nearly. So all I'm just saying is now we're, you know, we're a main player now. Mm. We're a top ten club, and you can only be a top ten. You'll never be a top four, top four set in stone of Barcelona, Madrid, United, and Bayern Munich. That's set in stone. That's no one's ever break, getting near that again. They're breaking into that, yeah. Mm. Regardless of sovereign-owned clubs like City and mm. PSG, yeah. Mm. No one gets in the top four because they're just institutions, yeah. But after that, you know, we're in the top ten. And that you can't get any better than mm. that, which means at the start of every season we got a chance of winning the trophy, as all the others, as the other has, yeah. So you know, there's six teams next year all want a chance of winning because Arsenal will have a go. Don't worry about that. And so will Chelsea, and whatever. Yeah, Everyone will have a go. They'll be strong. They'll be strong. Yeah. Man City won't walk away with it next year. Undoubtedly not. Mm. No way. Um, and I think Guardiola will see want to be attacking the Champions League a bit yeah. more, but they, they will not dominate like last year. They don't happen in two years on in, in our league. Even the great Liverpool team you didn't did it. They, no, they, yeah, they had their little dips, didn't they? Yeah, this this, today is different. You won't do that now because the other teams strengthen. Yeah. And the other teams a bit so you know, this year with two or three of the teams we've had some poor patches, they won't have them maybe next year, yeah, including mm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great year to look forward to. Um, can we get over the line and win trophy? I hope so. I think we just, my personal opinion, I'd, I'd like to pay a bit more attention to the League Cup, uh, whatever it's called now. I, I, think, I, yeah, I, I think, think it's a great right. opportunity to win a trophy yeah. like that because you don't come into the third round. You've got a couple of two or three decent games. The other team won't put so good, many good sides out. You get a little bit lucky to draw. It's, it's a trophy to have won. And I, our guys need to win a trophy. Us fans need to, need mm, to see us yes. win a trophy. It's an early trophy, the League Cup. You won it in February, February as well, yeah. and that can give you a real momentum and kick on for the rest all of the I'm season. Saying is that, you know, it's a big year next year, going to the new stadium. I think we're settling quite well because it's back home. We ain't moved, have we? You know, we've yeah. moved 50 yards across, yeah? I think that's a good Same thing. postcode, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Kept the museum. That's one of the things of Daniel as well. He's kept the museums there, the Percy House at the front. It's kept everything there mm-hmm. and um, kept our culture. And at the lane, it's the, it's, it's the lane still, yeah? Yeah. Like the station name be changed to Tottenham Hotspur about bloody time. <laughs> 
um, and it'll be a different entrance. But if you, if you look at the West Ham si- situation, and as opposed to what you know, we're not making all the mistakes that they've made. I don't think we should comment on West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think West Ham know exactly the mistakes they made. The fans yeah. know. I feel sorry for West Ham fans. Yeah, I, I do. I've well. got a lot of friends of West Ham yeah, fans, and, and been, it's been smashed all over there. Yeah. So I think it's been well documented what West Ham have done, and, and not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they'll get on with it and whatever but it's not mm. luckily it's not our problem we haven't mm. we yeah. we've got we've got a proper football stadium yeah. we're going into next year it's i think it's 12 foot nearer the touchline isn't it the, the, you know that that south stand with the 17 over seventeen thousand, with a family closure gonna be wonderful the acoustics there's no there's no boxes there's no tier you imagine noise that's going to generate yeah we're in uh, the uh, lower bit of that yeah, yeah i think you know the two the two big um uh st- um, uh, st- um TV screen, the big screens. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, yeah they're going to be the biggest in Europe, aren't they? Yeah, they've one in each corner. Got four, aren't they? Yeah, it's four, amazing. sorry, four. Yeah, or I'm just saying that the whole thing is going to be from another planet. Of course, it's going to be a year snagging, but we'll be ready to play football there in September. The pitch, the seats, the corporate will all be done, ready to go. Yeah, um, but Wembley had four years of snagging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll have another year of snagging, and obviously you've got to build the hotel and the and the two blocks of flats, which don't affect the uh, stadium anyway. And um, the money's there. Stay to be paid for in five years, ain't a problem. Mm. Ain't gonna affect the transfer budget, mm. not like I did with Arsenal, I had to be careful, you know. Mm. So it's all, all systems go, and I think our club's never been in a better position since the early 80s, mm. financially and, 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 and strong. And um, I think it, it, we kept, we've kept the two most important people at the club in the last month, Mauricio and Harry, yeah. and the rest will follow. And, um, and we, we're getting more fans all the time, aren't we? Because that's how it is, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sonny's been great for us. The Far East, I mean, you know, we see the Koreans, they're obviously gonna keep coming over, yeah? Spending fortunes in the shop and we're <laughs> going back, but they've been, he's been a wonderful addition. Delhi's, Delhi's on a different planet. Christian's now showing how good he is. Um, Yang had a great year, I thought, yeah, but yeah. We've got a lot of good players and hopefully some of the young ones can come through as well. You know, Harry Winks hopefully have a better season next mm. year. I want to see these other younger ones or break through hopefully yeah Carl Walker Peters maybe he's looked good in yeah, the games he, I mean, he's played no, I agree yeah I think he, he's, he's got a chance and somebody you know they've got a little striker as well they tell me he's not bad mm. so you know it'd be nice to see another one or two yeah. you know come through and play um, but it's what there's no excuses with it with the, with, the, with the academy the training ground as it is if you can't make it there you can't make it anywhere yeah because yeah? that is a that is the perfect place to play yeah and now with the, with the lodge you know I mean, Brazil were raving over it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, you look at Brazil, they've got some decent players who've played yeah. some decent yeah. places, yeah? They were raving over it. Which is a great advert, again, for our club, yeah. they're going to go away and say, God, you see this first place? I was going to say that, it's a club you know, And also Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona have all trained, in England have trained at our place yeah. all the time. Mm. So, you know, all the top players have seen our academy mm. and seen our place. And the biggest thing of all, and I am biased, we all are, <laughs> I'm a Londoner. So when young Miguel from um, Seville has a choice inside forward where's he going to go and play he speaks to his girlfriend f- fiance wife mm. it's the same money darling where should we go we've got, we've got Liverpool Manchester London Paris can't play stay in Spain going to get shot but you know Munich she says pardon yeah. Yeah. what do you mean you're taking the piss what do you mean where are we going to go we go to London yeah, Everywhere else. this is the number one tourist destination in the world yeah. we are now in the Champions League the other two aren't mm. I'm saying we have an elevated advantage over everybody, and we've got the you know we've got the most wanted to be at lived at city in the world. Let's make the most of it, yeah. yeah. And because uh, it is a great city, London, for all its yeah. faults, 
you know, and I've got an opinion on it because I'm born and bred here, mm. live here, never lived anywhere else. So, you know, I think we've got a great chance to, to move forward again. It might take us another year or two, mm. but, you know, we're making progress and we're with the others now. Yeah. We're on par with the others. We are. And that's all you can be, by yeah. the way. It's all you can be. Yeah. It'll be another great season. There'll be some bad games, yeah. good games. The main thing is, and also, there'll be people leaving as well, one or two leaving. I hope not, but I think there will be. It always is. Mm. If they leave, we move on. They won't be the they won't be the first player to leave. They won't be the best player to leave. Mm, no, right? There's always been better players before, yeah, and mm. there'll be better players after. But this is what we got. Is, is make the most of it mm. and enjoy the times because I think I think young people are. I've got a nephew who's 21, uh, and he's he's enjoying it now because he's never seen anything. Yeah, right. His, his dad, who's young, who's, who's nine years younger than me, saw it all. A young boy and the players there and running around. His dad had the best upbringing as well, mm. yeah? He saw us winning things. So I think young people like yourself will enjoy it now mm. coming on. And, it, and it's, of course, we want to win something. But it isn't the be and end all. Mm. It isn't the be and end all nowadays because it is still very difficult to win something. Mm. And that's what I keep saying. It's not easy winning things, yeah? But hopefully we're going to get some players in and the players have learned. It might just take us over the line next year because experience does help, yeah? Mm. If you had to take maybe one player from the current team that you'd love to play with the most is there any standouts played with yeah um, no it's none none I played with great players yeah um, you can only play when you play with the people I think I think they would have all they, I think the question we asked to them mm. would you like would you like to play with them now yeah. I think it's a lot of our players they would like to play yeah. with yeah I'm not sure too, how many, too many of these players were getting our team, mm. to be honest. Um, mm. But, you know, we've got a top goalkeeper, you know, we've got top defenders and midfield players and forwards. It's a slightly different game. Mm. Um, you can do the comparison, but I'm old fashioned like that. I think you can only be good when you play. Mm. I mean, you know, the, the greatest defender this country's ever produced, Bobby Moore, couldn't run and couldn't head the ball. Could pass like a demon, yeah? And a brain second to none is already five yards ahead. Yeah, That's he's what he's yeah. So what would Bobby Moore be now? He'd be two inches taller. He'd be two yards quicker because of all the things that go with that. So you know he'd be he'd be world class still. Yeah. You know so would Bobby Charlton, Stanley Matthews. I mean mm. some of his training methods are still used today. Yeah, from the fifties. So Glenn said told me that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all I'm saying is that you know is there anyone to play? No, not really. Because. Mm. Uh, that, and what I know, what I do know is, they would be jealous of us how we were mm. because we were close, and we didn't have earphones, and we didn't. We were all English, <laughs> we were all British, yeah. apart from the two Argentines who became Brits. Yeah. All I'm saying is that we had we had the best of times. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't envy any of the players today or whatever. And good luck to them about the money. It's great. It's great. This is how it's always been. Um, you know, look at the players who played in, in the fifties, early sixties on on a, on, a, on a maximum wage. Mm you know, 20 quid, couldn't get any more. So, you know, it's, the clubs had, had, had slave labour for years, the union have done fantastically and got it to another, another era now. But we, we, our club's good. And um, Daniel, I will say, Daniel undoubtedly is the greatest ever chairman and will and we'll, and have a legacy for life. Mm -hmm. Not that he's gone anywhere, because this is his life, his whole thing, yeah. he, he'll be dead about it. It's what we like to hear, isn't mm. it? Uh, is that he, he is, he's, he's, this is his thing and, uh, uh, with his wife Tracy, who's a big Spurs fan, um, his brother-in-law Alan Dixon, you know, who's the team manager, yeah? who's always next to Richo. I mean, yeah, and we've got a family thing there that, that Tottenham 
and uh, we're going on and on by the way it's not going to stop I mean you know Daniel's a serious businessman so this will go on again you know with the, with the, the flats being built you know and all the rest of it and the NFL is going to be a great addition yeah. you look at also next year pop concerts 2020 cricket boxing you know most grounds are only used 30, 30 times a year maximum 30 times mm-hmm. a year we can use ours hopefully 50, 60 you know money that's going to generate which means you get better players you pay better yeah. wages yeah better facilities mm. we've got our own brewery now yeah. you know we've got half a dozen of the top chefs in the world who are going to be doing food and stuff we've got all the levels covered yeah it's ain't all about the money it's, you know it's, it's about everything yeah it is about the experience when you go as well isn't it and I think that's what will be different between going to White Hart Lane you think it was a very basic ground um, yep. and, and going there you know that that's why you're paying the extra for your tickets and that because it will be more of an experience and I hope that the club's philosophy of trying to get people in the ground early and maybe getting a few to stay on. Well, well I think they have to. I think you, you know to get sixty-two thousand. I think you know, and I've been I've been to Arsenal once, by the way, Emirates. It's a nightmare coming out there. Mm. The roads all closed, you know, Holloway Road and whatever mm. roads. It's a nightmare coming out there. So what I think they're trying to do. Everybody spoke to us about it. You know, you will be you know uh, be there longer. Yeah. And they're trying to keep people there for two hours after the game. Yeah. To you know have more drinks. Maybe put on a concert on the yeah. on, the, on, the, on the pitch. Someone to mm. get you used to be like a bit like America. Yeah. You, know, you go and watch a, a, an America's major sporting event. You go early to stay late, yeah? Mm. yeah. And I think we really like to do the same thing yeah. because you can't have sixty-two thousand. Whoever you oh, yeah, listen, we've all seen Wembley this season. You know, Wembley was a nightmare. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't have to go early. Yeah, I yeah. stayed at least an hour, hour and a quarter afterwards because we we're there yeah. with you know the chaps. But I mean, I know friends. If you didn't leave ten minutes before the game, you had a nightmare getting mm. down. Towards the station, it and whatever. Yeah, so a lot of running down Wembley. Yeah, last yeah. Year. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is that you know, maybe it, 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 it's been a good thing for us. They want, but if you can, I think if half the crowd can stay in, then of course some are going to go. But half the crowd stays in, it makes it a lot easier. Everyone, they're revamping Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur Station, as you know, what yeah. Water Lane. They're going to make twice the size of the platform. They need to do that quick. And they and not us doing well. That's the, that's mm. the government should be doing it yeah. quicker. They haven't done it yet, but they're going to. Northumberland Park's having a revamp as well, upgrade, which is down the other side. So. You know, it, hopefully the government get their side right. You know, the local council, and it should be a lot easier. Mm. But I mean, it's it's exciting times. I mean, I I think it was wonderful. I mean, I, I thought the finale was was one of the best days ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I thought I mean, it was. You know, it's brilliant. And, and and I think Daniel showed the style that we have. Mm. That was you know it was it was it was all style that day. It was well thought out, wasn't everything, it? Everything about it was great. I mean, and Harry 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 sorted out the rainbow at the end. Yeah, so yeah. That, was, <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, that shows you the Paris. Yeah. <laughs> Two more questions. Um, a guy at Stato, who's a regular on the pop, unfortunately, can't tonight. Do you? I know, yeah. Yeah. Um, he wanted to know: Was there a reason why you you used to wear number three at centre back and Chrissy Hutton used to wear number two at left back? It was typical Keith that um, I started wearing number five, and uh, we got we played an away game somewhere. Uh, I, I, I'd been injured or, or suspended, maybe, probably. And I came back in and they and they, they didn't. Ha- and Ricky had started wearing number five. Yeah. Why? Oh just, mm. just maybe come back in. All of a sudden, so I was coming back in for. I can't remember who was playing, but number three was about the person who was wearing number three wasn't going to play anymore, right? Whoever it was. So he said, uh, "Actually, you might say messing about too many, making too many changes on the program." You just wear number three. Mm. That was the same. Because Ricky changed, he had to wear another shirt and yeah. he didn't want to wear number. Uh, so all of a sudden, so I started wearing number three. We won and it stayed like that. Yeah. 
Stevie obviously was six. There was some players wanted numbers. Archie loved the number eight. You know what I mean? So it was. What I'm saying is, it was done for program convenience, mm. and it stuck. Yeah. So it was no. There was no hidden agenda. So I wore number three for about two and a half years. It's amazing, really. Yeah. But, but Tony Galvin used to wear nine, didn't he? Garth yep. used to wear eleven. So that's what I'm saying. Know, so yeah. just, a, bit that, a lot of this is superstition. Yeah. A lot of this is superstition. Mm. Even our own manager now is totally superstitious. Don't worry about really? that. Really, Mauricio is really superstitious. Yeah, yeah. Well, no one's more than Harry Redknapp, wasn't he? He wore the same pants and socks yeah. week in week out. <laughs> Harry, I don't know if you know that. When Harry won, he wouldn't wear anything different the next week. Sorry, I'm sure the shirt and pants and socks <laughs> got washed. Same suit, same tie, whatever. Yeah, that's brilliant. And by the way, in open, he'd wear, he'd wear it for, you know for ten games, yeah, because it means he hadn't yeah. washed. So it, there are differences. But I, yeah. I, that was what it was. It wasn't nothing. Uh, just spiralled on from one day that's brilliant I wanted to talk about your career after football as well and the fact you've gone into business and you've had this incredible success afterwards which to be honest isn't really something that you hear too much of tell us a bit about that and how that sort of happened well I didn't want to st- after, after 32 I had an injury and um, come out I didn't really didn't want to stay in the game I'd had enough of football I'd, you know, I'd been 25 years playing it and whatever and I, I was probably a bit uh, pissed off of it really and mm. Fancy it. Uh, be for Harry Redknapp, Steve Perriman, both of me roles in the club. Steve at Watford, Harry was at Bournemouth. I said, look, you know, it was, it was a lot less money, and I knew it was 24 7 up and down the motorway with scouting and coaching. And I did badges early on in life, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to go that route. Because I, I lived in the city, I knew the city well. I'd, 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 I'd socialised in the city during the 80s with my friends with Barristers Clarks and uh, Life Market Boys. Mm. So I knew the city quite well. I can't work in the city, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I work in the city mm. doing something. I've been a beneficiary of an insurance payout, a pension, uh, so I knew, uh, you know, and I'd obviously had properties, so I knew about financial services, so I decided let's go on the financial service route, and it worked out that someone I knew was a um, brother of uh, Bruce Rioch, worked for Royal Insurance, the financial service changed in 1991, and I went and, I went and, and did some exams, I'd never done an exam, by the mm. way, when I left school, I'd never done exams. Um, and I went up to Liverpool and, and done the uh, financial services exams. So I stayed there for six weeks, done it, got into that, started working it. And the city had changed in the early 90s. The city had gone from being a public school cricket and rugby mm. uh, uh, feature very much to where the grammar school boys had taken over and we're out running the show. Um, I then met a guy called uh, Matthew Harding through Glenn, who had become manager at Chelsea. Matthew was the vice chairman at Chelsea then. Mm. And he had a big insurance company, a Lloyd's insurance brokerage called Benfield. I started doing some work with him, become a good friend of mine. Um, and uh, got to Chelsea because Glenn was there and Shrevesy was there as well. And uh, so I went there a bit as well. And uh, so, and, this, and through Matthew, I started meeting all the generals in the city. And of course, they weren't rugby and cricket. They said, "Hello, Paul. Yeah, I've seen mm. you play." Yeah. They might might not have been Spurs fans, but they, you know, they were they mm. were football people. They opened doors. Yeah. And uh, they opened doors, and then. Um, there's some lawyers, I've worked with a couple of lawyers brokers uh, and started to know the city quite well and, then, and one, of the club, one of the emerging banks, Clymer Bolt Benson, approached me and said would you come work with us because you can help us attack you know, the leading players in the city because uh, they know you and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working for one of England's oldest merchant banks so mm-hmm. it was quite surreal really. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I've always been a shirt and tie man anyway and it was an easy fit for me mm-hmm. and um, so I worked for three different banks got taken over actually um, and just marched on and you know today I work in finance I do a lot of property development stuff and 
and so you still do financial services stuff or whatever so everything I do is, to, is, to, is around finance and yeah. I work city in West End really that's what I do so um, it's been good I've met some wonderful people mm. um, I'm involved in a number of things and I enjoy it um, and it's been a cracking life really but mm. a different different life so yeah. yeah very very different but then I've always been different mm. and um, and determined like everything else um, you know and I think you know, it stems back from my from my young days, really. About um, is where um, I, you know I was told, you know, you, you know, you're not by teachers. You know, would you want to be when you grow up and be a footballer? You know, yeah. There's only one in a million. I said, well, I'll be the one in a million. So mm. I think I've loved loved prove, proving people wrong over the years um, and have done. And the same with the football. I mean, mm. you know, I think I remember yeah, go back to Berkey. You know, I love Berkey. Still looks great as well. Mm. I mm. too. God bless him. I mean, I remember saying, you know, you're four people behind. You know, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna get in my team. I said, I will get in your team. I'm better than them. I said, well, not at the moment. I said, I think I am. Mm. I'll show you. I'll prove you wrong. And I did. So, I've tried to be like that all my life, really, mm. proving people wrong. But you know, doing what I can do. And um, I've been fortunate to play with some wonderful people, some great friends of mine. You know, Ozzy, Clem, and Brazil. Uh, you know, Glenn. They're all, they're yeah. all, you know, my great friends, yeah. best, best friends. And you know, we we together all the time. Um, you know, but all, all the Spurs boys are wonderful. All the mm. boys I've played with are fantastic, and that's why we're so close. And mm. we are the envy of most other clubs. We have a golf day; ten, twelve of us turn up. No one from any other club mm. has anywhere near that number. Um, so we, you know, we have a we have a very special team. We know that. And even we go to the games now with this, with the seventies boys as well. Some of the nineties boys, you know, they they know how we are. But be fair, the seventies boys are close. Mm. They had a team for quite a long while. Chivers and them, yeah. Chivers, yeah, Pat, Pat Gilly, yeah. Mullers, whatever, yeah. Mm. So it's it's a great thing, and we're all we're 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 members of the most exclusive club in the world, mm. and that's the best feeling you yeah. can ever have, yeah. And um, and in the day, I'm the same as you. I'm a supporter, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's tribal. We don't change. You change your wife, your car, your house. You never change your football team, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's great, and that's what makes our game so special, and makes our club so special. And that's why we, you know, we, we, we piss everyone else off because they're always jealous of us. Because we've always had a little bit of style. We're a bit different. Tottenham Hotspur are different. We've always done things differently. And uh, our chairman's carried that on. And next year is going to be a difference again. You know, mm. we're leading. We're leading the way. You know, we've always led the way. First team to wear a sponsor, you know, won't we? Mm. First one to build a proper corporate stand, the West End. Yeah. So you know, uh, first thing win the Derby, European, all the things we've all, yeah. we've been a first in many, many things. You know, leaders, football leaders, and uh, hopefully that carries on. Absolutely, Paul. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Some amazing, amazing stories in there. So thanks so much for coming on. It's been, it's been a privilege talking to you. Uh, I remember whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Assembly Danny Montlower Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young Pyo Casey Keller USA Woodgate is not fit to play Ramatini Kuduchini Freddie Canute Gary Mabbitt in Chile Sergi Redworth for the win Run for me, Nick on me 
fought three stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Aldrich here there everywhere Pat Jennings luscious hair Super Vertonghen Abhiyachenko number 9 Nine from the halfway line Villas running 81 Under Twin Towers Daniel Levy's transfer steals Harry Redknapp steals on wheels The legend Steve Perryman MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Born at Stefan Dalmatty I'm playing at White Hart Lane Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's line green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said to Spain Berbatov turn and strop Hartsey saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley We lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's got me raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway Carol fumbling the same Clattenburg Doesn't give the goal Mabizela's work of art Tricky Rafa van der Vaart He's got no head but we don't care Martin Martin Yo Lily White's from White Hart Lane Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler Getting to the grounds of pain Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy and to equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back And Asimovic Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardlister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steger was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar David, Dreadlocks, Palacios, Stripey Socks, Everson Hattrick, Dave Mackay picking fights, European Glory Knights, Terry Dyson go on my son, Cliff Jones on the wing. Dean Richards, John White, Legendary Lily White, How dare I forget Who dare is to do? Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Alan Gilsey. Lily White from White Hart Lane. Kazuyuki the Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. And Liam Walker's page three go. Gus Poirier, free kick club. Gomez made super saves, he can shake my wife. Edrington loved the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in got Janola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Fox never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, eight foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive
Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decision Ramen Vega playing Sega Sandro's Kung Fu kick Eric Torsdam looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We love to win style We've done it for a while It's better to rain playing high Story will echo with glory. Lily wants and white on May. If the budget allows, the anchor will be ours. Thanks, Stephenson, 44. If he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick, it's the who did the trick. He showed the world what's for us to do. The League Cup we won in 1961. Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hot Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's